Welcome to the Inner Momologue Podcast with hosts Rachel Bowers and Lacey Carpenter. Each episode, we take inner conversations that moms have with themselves and we reframe them with empathy, humor, and empowerment. Please be advised, we do use adult language in this podcast, so make sure you earmuff those little ones. Welcome back to the Inner Momologue Podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm Lacey. And we are bringing you another episode. Here it is. Here it is. Take it or leave it. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to talk in this episode about the inner momologue of I cannot handle the fucking holidays. Whatever fucking holiday it is, (laughs) I can't handle it. It's so much. And we end up bearing the brunt of all the emotional labor that comes with it. So, but before we deep dive into that, Lacey, how have you been? Uh, I'm okay. I'm exhausted and I have a perpetual stomach ache. Um, but aside from that, everything's great. <laughs> You're so good at that. I could, I could be asleep and also vomiting blood, but I'm fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool. Fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Just like always. I oh mean, my gosh. It's like I'm coping. I'm fine. But like... I just want to go to sleep and run away. Yeah. 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 I feel like every time I think I couldn't be more burned out, mm-hmm. I end up going to a more, like, burned out state. <laughs> like, I didn't even think that that was possible, to be more burned out. Than... I think, like, what I get frustrated by when it comes to burnout, and I, and I just mean burnout in terms of mothering through this pandemic and not having any time and not having enough adequate resources for self-care and all those kinds of kinds of things i like my brain is just not like working it's just i'm shut down right like because even the time that i have i'm not utilizing and right. to the best of its what, what is the, i don't know what the word is but like yeah. you know what i mean like i have some time during the day that i'm not doing work mm-hmm. and then i'm just yeah. kind of vegging but i'm like not doing anything good for myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm right. just watching my 600-pound life and <laughs> playing games on my phone. Like, well, I'm not it's like do- you go on autopilot. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not in myself. Right. I'm escaping by doing those two things at the same time and not really doing anything of value. Right. That will and make I- me feel better or make me feel rested yes. or make me feel good. I made this, like, for my like my social media pages I made this like graphic of because one of the things that I've heard from a couple of my clients lately is like I don't even know what I need and I totally relate to that I don't even like half the time I don't even know what I really need so I made like this list of different needs and the things that you can do just to inspire you to think of like what if I need fun and adventure if I need movement if I need rest like here are the things that I can do because I think that what our knee-jerk reaction is to all this stress and burnout is escapism. It's yeah. the only thing I think we know how to do right now. And I just, like, I don't do anything productive for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not talking about, like, cooking, cleaning, well, I'm not talking about any of that. I'm, like, talking about things that make me feel good. I'm not doing yeah. that. And finding the motivation to stop vegging and actually yeah. do something that will make me feel good um is I have none. 
Right. I have none. Right. I have no want or desire to actually do anything to make me feel good, but I want to whine about not feeling good. It, it's, it's a cycle, and it's hard, too, because I think, like, when you're in survival mode, sometimes you're not even, like, seeing the opportunities for to how to refresh yourself because you're so stuck in, like, I've just got to get through this day. Like, I've just got to get through this day. I've got to get through this Is it bedtime yet? Is it bedtime yet? Yeah, right. So when you're stuck in that mode, like, you're not thinking, you're, I mean, sir, I mean, the whole point of survival mode is that you're not proactive. You're reactive. Yes. So, like, how do you shift or how do you find those small opportunities to be more proactive when our mode for, for, oh my God, like almost a year now has been to just be reactive and just, like, survive. It's really, really difficult. It's really difficult. I, I try to find like very small opportunities. And I think I've, I think one of the things that I've done a good job with this year is like challenging myself that like self-care or doing something that's supposed to like help refresh me does not have to be done to an extreme degree. It's not an all or nothing thing. And I always think I thought like I have to plan it out. I have to carve it into my day and it's going to be a 30 or 45 minute minute meditation or like a workout class that's an hour and a half long or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like I never, I never took opportunities in the moment because I always thought like I have to plan it. And now I'm more like, oh my gosh, I have 10 minutes before my next appointment instead of trying to get notes done because I know I'm like not feeling like I'm I'm stressed I'm gonna like lay down and turn on some music and just sit here in silence and listen to music and be you know and so I, I think I've been better about like taking the moments I have instead of having that black and white thinking of like well if I don't have an hour to devote to this then I'm not gonna do any of it <laughs> if I can't go to spin class for two hours then my it's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> I'll just sit here and watch my 600 pound life. <laughs> oh my god, it's the greatest show, guys. Although it always makes me crave awful food. <laughs> I went in the hot butt burgers the one night because I ate like seven and I was like, mmm, seven burgers. <laughs> Did you eat seven? No. I oh, know. No, I didn't. I just ate one. <laughs> But it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. What, what about your week? Yeah, just burned out. I mean, whew. like I think, um, just trying to find ways to. What if we just came in here and was like, oh my god, I had the best week ever. <laughs> I had no bad thoughts, and everything was just beautiful and rainbow. Well, then we'd be we'd be shitty at hosting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I do have a story, which I've already told you, I so know, your reaction is not going to be organic. But, but it's funnier every time you tell it. Oh, well, that makes me feel better, I think. <laughs> Unless you're laughing at me. But settle in, folks. Here settle in. Here it comes. Once upon a but time. But it's inspirational. It's inspirational and funny and sad and maybe a little <laughs> bit worrisome at the same time. Who knows? You tell me. Of course. Okay. I got a voicemail to my business phone, and some of you know that I'm a, I have a private practice. So I noticed that it was, like, from two days prior, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad. Like, I had this voicemail, and I didn't check it. And so I listened to it, and hear these kids, like, yelling in the background, like, ah, 
crazy. And then you hear this woman go, I can't. Just, I can't do this. Just forget it. And then she hangs up. So. And I'm, we have all been there. Yeah. Like, no, I can't fucking make this phone call. No. I can't do this. I oh no, with all the yelling. If I had a dime for every time I tried to make a call to a doctor's office or to make an appointment and then had to hang up before they even answered because that was the one moment in the full previous 60 minutes of my child being like tied up with a toy or like watching something. It's just like the minute you dial, they just know, you mm-hmm. know? So anyway, after I listened to that voicemail, I immediately felt like my heart just sank. Like I felt so bad for this mom that was reaching out and trying to get help. And I know it's hard to make that first call to say like, I need to talk to somebody and like, I'm not coping well. And I'm just imagining what it was like for her to make that call. And I'm feeling like, you know, my empath personality is just like really running with this story. So I go to look at the number that it came from and I realize it was me. And it took me, like, probably a good hour to, because I was, like, initially, like, I'm laughing and, like, almost peeing my pants. I was laughing so hard. Like, when you called me and yeah. you couldn't get it out? I couldn't even get it out. You couldn't get it out. <laughs> could not get it out. But then the, the, then there was this other part of me that was, like, oh, my God, am I losing my mind? <laughs> How did this even happen? So I remembered that two days prior... I had lost my cell phone somewhere in my house. It The ringer was turned off, so it was just vibrate. And I remember taking my laptop and using my laptop to call my cell phone. But my kids wouldn't shut up. Like, they were just being crazy. And I'm like, guys, guys, I'm trying to listen for my phone. Like, and you, you know, vibrating, a vibrator sound is very, <laughs> it's very hard to hear compared to a ringtone. So I'm straining here and I'm walking all over the house and I'm getting all mad because the kids won't be quiet. So I'm guessing what happened is as I'm walking back to hang it up on my laptop, I'm like, I can't do this. Just forget. (laughs) So I, but I think what's so inspirational and how that really changed my view of myself and my relationship with myself is like, man, I was at the ready with the empathy. I, like, immediately felt for this person, and I don't... And you were going to get in there, and you were going to help them work through whatever it was that, you know, that they couldn't do. Right. And I didn't judge her. I didn't think that, like, oh, God, she doesn't doesn't have her shit together. Like, oh, God, she's, like, really messed up. Like, I, I, I didn't have any adverse reaction to it. But when have I ever given myself that amount of empathy? I never... Yeah, right. I cleaned my house from top to bottom, like, because I was having a home inspection done. I cleaned my house from top to bottom. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want this guy to think that we live in squalor like we normally do. (laughs) I think 
squalor's a little bit of a severe term. But like I have never gone to somebody's house and been like and looked around and been like, oh. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine anyone would walk into my house and be like, mm-mm. 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 Mm-mm, girl. I walk into people's houses that are really nice and then I feel shitty about mine, but I don't not the other way around. I've never judged <laughs> anybody based on their home. Yeah. Right. So but I yeah. somehow will judge myself. Yeah. If if my home is not right. In well, and that's and that's what I I judge about myself if I see other people. Like my immediate thought if I walk into like like another mom friends of mine's house and their house is like perfect is my knee jerk reaction is what is wrong with me that I can't keep a home like this and they can. Like what what like what what's wrong? Am I lazy? The only, the only I... thing that my house looks like anything is when there's company coming. Yeah. Right. And that's probably why her house looks like that, because she was having company coming. Like, yeah. I suppose if you showed up unannounced at her house on a random Wednesday. Right. It wouldn't look like that. Right. <laughs> like that. I remember I tagged you in an article a couple years ago about scruffy hospitality. And it's about the notion that people can drop by anytime. And there's this acceptance and not this, like, oh, what are you doing here? I haven't cleaned. And that apology for, like, oh, I'm so sorry my house is a mess. Because when you are like, yeah, come on in, and you're not caring about the fact that your friend is there and your house is a mess, it normalizes for your friend. Like, yeah, why should I be so concerned about people dropping by if my house isn't perfect? I think I have different levels. Yeah. Like, the closer you are to me the more I'm comfortable allowing like my couch not to be straight and dishes yeah. to a couple dishes to be in the sink and right. you know what I mean but like some people I'm like nope 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 the entire <laughs> house top to bottom has to be perfect no laundry even yeah. and and yeah. then other like other people I would say if you came to my house and you saw all the muddy paw prints on my floor I can't imagine that you would think much of it other than I bet your backyard is disgusting <laughs> and now it's all over your floor <laughs> But to me, like muddy paw prints says, like you're an animal lover. You have you have dogs in your house. Like you you're a warm person that really cares about animals. Like yeah, luckily there's no chicken feet. I don't allow the chickens to come in the house. <laughs> <laughs> just dog and cat. Yeah, just dog and cat. They're fine. Yeah. So yeah, no. But anyway, that I think that in in the midst of feeling burned out, just like mostly everybody is right now. That was a really powerful lesson for me on empathy for myself and and how you really cared about that woman. I really did. I she, really did. She was really in distress. She really was, and I felt all I could think of is, oh man, like she she really like was putting herself out there, and then it just imploded. You know what I mean? And I know that feeling. I know that feeling when like you really try to accomplish something, especially something that like is scary for you to do, and something and some, for yourself, right? And then it backfires, like, mm-hmm. oh, like when you, like, you know, I I only get one morning a week where I'm not working and the kids are in school. And, like, really, it's three hours. And we had a snow day last week. My son had a cold this week. So I keep missing that time. Like, I just, that's supposed to be my time for self-care. And it just, it hasn't happened in over four weeks now. So it's like, I keep just being like, of course, of course, you know, like I'm, I try not to get resentful and, and tell myself like, of course it's happened. Of course I can't have it. But, um, I think just giving myself empathy, like 
of course I'm struggling. Like we all are. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not like I'm sorry to say, but those three hours are not gonna rejuvenate. They're not gonna fill your battery. <laughs> sorry. No. Sorry to be the dream crusher, but those three hours on a Tuesday morning are not gonna be enough. But maybe they'll keep me having from from having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> knows who knows what it could prevent but yeah no I, I think that's that really helped me a lot to see that perspective and to give myself the same amount of empathy that I'm so willing to give other people yeah. so I'm trying to work on that mm. trying to work in the on midst that. of working on that why don't you uh tell us how you're gonna handle these fucking holidays <laughs> so I I actually do pretty well in the holidays I'll say that and I think that's because I shifted my mindset about two years ago I really I really went from how does it look to outsiders or how am I measuring up to all these other families and what they're doing to what do I enjoy doing the most during these holidays. And when I shifted that, that really changed things for me. So I really focus on doing the things that I enjoy and I don't strive for perfection. I don't strive for like black and white, like all or nothing. So like some days I don't have anything in the advent calendar, like some days, like, we just don't do anything, and that's okay. Like, sometimes I'm just, I don't have, I don't have any prizes. I don't have any chocolates. I can't think of an activity to do because I've been working all day, and you've been at school all day. So, we just don't do it, and it's okay. And it's fucking Tuesday. Just cut it out. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? They're fine with it. Yeah. If they were really disappointed, I think I'd feel differently. But they, they, they deal. They don't, they don't get upset. Because I tell them, like, you can't expect... I'm not giving you a toy every day leading up to Christmas. Like, I just give them little stuff, like stuff from the dollar store. But I only do that once or twice a week, and then we just try to build an activity. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that, like, one of the I, – I put together this, like, inf, infographic or – I wouldn't even call it that, just, like, a little picture with knowing that your kids only need three things for a magical holiday season. And one of those is – Santa Claus. <laughs> One of those is a nurtured and well-rested parent. Mm, that's not on the list. <laughs> I know it's very impossible right now, but I think I think knowing that if you prioritize self-care, you will be able to give more to your kids. Like making that connection is important. I can't say that I prioritized any kind of self-care. Like I just I'm I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not taking care of myself. And I'm feeling the effects, but I'm not doing anything about it to make it different. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like there's got to be other people in this boat. Like, I just, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, ugh. yes, I want to be a lot of things right now. I want to go and exercise because moving the body, you know, releases things and it makes you happier. Okay, well, I don't want to get up. I want to lay down. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. And and for me, Christmas is not so much about what other people, you know, are seeing in our house. Or like, I'm not trying to keep up with Joneses. But I want to do everything. Yeah. I want to go to all the holiday lights mm -hmm. and I want to go and see Santa and I want to like get that same picture I'm, I'm all about tradition mm -hmm. and I want it done every single year yeah and like my daughter's had this picture with Santa the same Santa at the same store every year mm -hmm. 
And so she thinks that that man, because he's in every picture, yeah, like you can't do that. No, and it's hard. Right. It's hard when you can't do the traditional things that you want to do. Well, that was the second thing on the list. It was one tradition. Mm. One, one tradition. I got at least 45. I know. (laughs) You can't do 45 traditions. (laughs) That's a lot. So I think like being able to like, I I mean, obviously adjusting your expectations. And that just doesn't go for this year because of COVID. It goes for every year. Because sometimes there's financial issues one year. Sometimes you're working much more than you were the year before. So you have less time and less energy. Like you have to constantly adjust that. So having just the one core one, the most important tradition that reflects your family's culture and values, that's the most important. And when I say culture, it doesn't necessarily mean like your ethnicity or your religion. It could just be like, it's really important for us to be to spread kindness and generosity. So our one tradition is to donate donate some of our toys. Like whatever that means for you. But just one. Just one just one to set for the goal. Anything else is icing on the cake. I don't like that look you're giving me. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I just, I don't I like to have multiple traditions like and and i'm not talking about like 12 days or of christmas or eight days of hanukkah i'm talking about like um like i want to see the christmas lights at this house and i want to go to this thing Mm because we did it ever every year Mm -hmm. right and now it's different and it feels weird and i think it's like taking the wind out of my sails Mm -hmm. and and therefore i'm not like as jolly Mm-hmm. As I want to be, right, and therefore nothing is great, and I'm just laying around watching TikTok, which I love. I love TikTok, <laughs> but so I think that what it's about is it's number one, it's about grieving and allowing yourself to grieve. It's okay to be sad and upset, upset about it. You're you're not, you're not doing the same things that you want to do. But number two, it's being able to consider that. You can want to do things, but not be attached to doing them. Because when you can detach, like, I cannot do any of these traditions and still be a good mom. Or I cannot do any of these traditions and we can still have a good holiday season. Like, not not pinning doing all the things equals this is going to be a happy holidays. Like, you don't need all of that. Oh my gosh, that just reminds last night I read um one of the Christmas stories in I don't know a Disney book and Woody was so upset because (laughs) (laughs) because Andy was going to the Grand Canyon for Christmas and wasn't gonna be there and so they weren't gonna have the best Christmas and then all the other toys did all the other things and made it, it made it into a very beautiful Christmas yeah and he's like oh this is really nice, even though it's not the same. Yeah, So, see? okay, fine, fine. Think about the opportunity to model resilience and flexibility to your daughter this year. Like, hey, it's not the same this year. We know that, but we can still have a good time. There are things that you can do at home that are fun. Oh, yeah, not... we have the whistletoe. What's the whistletoe? Well, it's actually a mistletoe, but my daughter calls it. A whistle toe, oh and it's hanging in the doorway, and she you just have to, you have to tie a whistle to it now. Just she just you. she just stands underneath and goes, uh oh. <laughs> and 
concept that you're both have to be standing oh under. God. She just stands under and she's like, uh oh, someone come kiss me. So she's allowed to do that until she's ten, and then she's got to stop. <laughs> oh my god! Uh oh, I'm under the whistletoe. Uh oh, <laughs> somebody come kiss me. Oh I God. told her it was allowed to do air kisses because I got tired of getting up all the time. <laughs> so I just go. <laughs> That's so cute. That is so adorable. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We did like, we do like, um, you know, my son loves all the hands-on stuff. So we put candy canes in the oven so that we could bend them. Like if you put them in the oven for so long, they become flexible. Oh. And uh, we did salt dough ornaments. We did... Potpourri, stovetop, stovetop potpourri, like make the whole house smell good. Um, we're gonna make bird feeders, you know, oh, with like peanut butter and birdseed. Yeah, yeah, and like pine cones, or like you can take an orange and, you know, like make that into a, like a little basin for the for the birds, things like that. You know, like so we do lots of different stuff like that. That's that we can still do at home. Um, and our major tradition, other than actually, you know, just opening gifts on Christmas, is we do something on winter solstice to, like, celebrate, you know, the return of the light and, you know. I love the return of the light. Yeah. I'm so. <laughs> I know. That's I can... another thing that really, I mean, this, this weather really impacts us on top of everything else, too. Yeah. Yeah. Seasonal depression disorder or yeah. whatever it is. Affective. Sad. Seasonal affective disorder. Sad. I always thought that was so lame to call it that and then have like the acronym be sad. Like, you know, it's just, it makes it more sad. Yeah, it yeah. does. But what about, what are your plans about getting together with family and how is that arranging feelings right. going? <laughs> Was that a question? <laughs> How's that arranging feelings going? <laughs> I mean, use that in a session now. <laughs> How's that arranging feelings going? Um, so this is something that our mutual friends are really going through right now. And, and something else that we wanted to talk about this, because this is something I think a lot of people are struggling with. It is really difficult to accept that we can't control other people's choices. Mm-hmm. And with that, we also have to take other people's choices into account of what our holiday plans are. And that's really, really hard right now because... And trying very hard to be respectful mm -hmm. while not completely understanding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's, one, it's one thing to say, I get it, everyone has their own way of handling things and dealing with and what they choose and how they decide, right? Yeah. Everyone has that right. But I don't get it, and it hurts my feelings. <laughs> um, so while logically I can understand, it hurts my feelings a little bit. Um, and not for real, you know, like I know that it, uh, in my brain. So like yeah. I have this thing where I understand things with my brain, but my heart does not get it. Yeah. And I think that that's a lot of what's going on for this entire year. But now because it's the holidays and this is like the time of year that everyone gets together all the time. Right. Then, so it feels different. Right. Absolutely. You're right. And, and I think that like your, your heart has that expectation. Yeah. That, you know, so I, what you just said is something that made me think of this thing that I saw. <clears throat> it was like a 
Twitter or something. And it really made- it was on the it was on the line. <laughs> and it was the Twitter. It was on the tweetser. <laughs> What's that tweetser? They tweets it. What are they tweeting about? Oh darn it! I'm, I thought I took a picture of. <laughs> oh dang, damn it! Oh, Did we damn, fall I down? Thought it, I thought I took a picture of the tweetser, <laughs> but it's not here. That little bird lied. Oh, oh, it's gonna drive me crazy now. But it was basically so. One of the things that I think is so important to understand about that disconnection between the head and the heart is that, oh, 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 but it's in a story. I hate stories. How do you make them I don't, pause? I don't know that. I don't like, know. You know this, I don't know what you mean. Um, Like on Instagram and Facebook, like where it's just like, oh, it's only up for 24 hours. Oh. But if people have multiple stories, it scrolls through the stories and it only shows for like five seconds and then it moves on to the next one. But I, I just took a picture of it. Okay. This is from Dr. Russell Kennedy, who is a author for the Elephant Journal. Um, of course you follow the Elephant Journal. <laughs> when you try to look... Oh, of course, my screen went up. Okay. When you try to look directly at an emotion with rel relentless analysis, you lose the ability to see it in its real message. This is what I mean by cognitive bypassing. The tendency to explain the feeling rather than just sitting with it and allowing it to metabolize and integrate. To heal trauma, but I think you can also put in here like uncomfortable emotions, you need both a rational thinking structure, structure and an ability to just sit with the pain with no need to explain or manipulate it. Counterintuitively, leaving it alone will allow it to come to you. So when I think about the difference is where you can understand something in your mind, but you can't, there's that disconnection with your feeling. And I think this happens a lot, especially with anxiety, where we can know that it's an irrational fear, but we still feel it in our hearts. I think being able to understand that, like trying to overanalyze, trying to understand it, it's not going to make it better. It's not going to, it's not going to make the feeling go away. Sometimes it's just allowing that feeling to integrate and just sit with us for a while. So it's just going to be there, you know? And I think that that's what we have to accept about all these difficult feelings around our families and the decisions that are being made and the choices that we have to make. Unfortunately, there will be times where our family members don't under understand our choices, mm -hmm. and that's where we have to have an emotional boundary and say, I'm not responsible for how they feel about this. Right. You're not, you know? Yeah. You ever, And everyone is allowed to make their choice. Absolutely. And whatever knowledge or facts or emotions that they use, to, you have to accept it. Mm -hmm. Because that's where they're coming from. Yep. And hopefully they would do the same for you. Yeah. Which doesn't always happen, which causes... Yeah, it's frustrating. It's it, well, it causes a lot of bullshit and a lot of fighting in families that doesn't necessarily have to happen. I no, think. no. And I think a lot of families are being torn apart by this stuff. And it's unfortunate because I think we need to understand that people people do have very different perspectives of this pandemic. And whether or not, you know, we can't, you, you can't argue with somebody's version of reality that they're holding tightly to. Right. If they want to hold tightly to a version of reality that's very different than yours, that isn't isn't based in 
facts or your facts or I your mean, facts right like because who you know yeah fake right. news <laughs> which 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 tv station told you i mean you know what i mean like that's right. and that's and that's like the other problem is is you know you have i don't know i don't know if there was a time in human history where politics divided mm-hmm. families so hard and right. how things became politics that aren't actually politics right. like how is a pandemic a political thing yeah, right. i don't understand i don't that. understand either i don't understand um, it either but regardless like it it's it, it's causing anxiety mm-hmm. it's causing fighting it's causing fear it's causing all all kinds of problems within families yeah right and now let's deal with it because it's christmas and we all have to figure out how we're going to do this yes absolutely and just trying to be a little gentle Mm -hmm. you know gentle with our family members that don't get it don't get us or we don't get them Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with what you're doing. But if that's what you're gonna do and that's what makes you happy, this is what I'm gonna do and this is what's gonna make me happy, and that's fine. Absolutely, yep. yep. And, and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. And I think having like a couple go-to statements, if you are met with resistance or passive-aggressive communication, or you know, even being a family member being very confrontational. Just being like, we are all making different choices right now. I respect yours, and I ask that you respect mine. And then you got to be like a broken fucking record. If they keep coming at you because they're toxic and manipulative, you just continue to say the same thing over and over. Because once a person that tries to manipulate people learns that they're not going to have, like what they're doing is they're trying to come at you from a different bunch of different directions until they can break you, right? Mm-hmm. You have to say the same thing over and over and over again because then they'll be like, well, crap, I'm not going to get I through. Know. It's it's super sad because the people that are making the decision to not see family, it's not the wrong decision. It's not the right decision. It is just a decision. But, like, I always have that fear because I lost my dad this year. Mm-hmm. What if this is the last one? Right. And then we didn't do it. And now we won't ever get to do it again. Right. Like, I have all of these crazy things. Yeah. Like, I will make the decision. It's not going to happen. This It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. There's always next year. And then I have the waffle. The, you know, the other side of the fa- And I'm like, oh, God, what if there isn't to next year? Right. What if What if the world ends at, at midnight then? <laughs> 1999, you know? Like, what if I'm never going to see Elton John in concert? (laughs) (laughs) What if I never got to go to the Rascal Flats farewell tour? No, you're right. So it's it's wrapping all of those things up in a box with a bow and putting it underneath the tree. I, I don't know what to do with all of those competing feelings. I, think. I don't think there's anything you do do with them, Lacey. Oh, <laughs> why? I'm a doer. I'm a fixer. I'm... I know you are, but you gotta let you gotta let it go. You gotta let that need go because there's nothing you can you can't fix feelings. You just gotta let them be. You gotta let them be like that annoying roommate 
that like or that annoying friend that like comes and sleeps on your couch every once in a while because they like got kicked out or something like you just let them hang out until they go and find their new way you know what I mean like that's the good thing about feelings is they always leave eventually unless you unless you stuff them in a trunk then they just permeate back there. <laughs> and you got all this junk in the trunk. Oh my god, I saw this quote the other day that was like, feelings are like children. You can't let them drive the car, but you also can't stuff them in the trunk either. <laughs> I was like, that's so true though. I mean, like, you can't repress feelings, but you can't let them drive either. Like, you have to, like, let them be that annoying backseat driver. You know? And just, just not... Don't be afraid of emotional experiences. And don't look at emotional experiences and emotional struggles as a sign that there's something wrong with you. A weakness. A weakness. It's not. Like, why am I feeling this way? Well, because you're just fucking feeling that way. Like, there's a lot of reasons why you're feeling that way. I mean, it's pretty legit why you're feeling that way. Right. Oh, my God. We all have legitimate, like, a million legitimate reasons. To yeah. Tell me what your feeling is. I'll give you the 37 reasons why you're feeling it. Right. Right. <laughs> And it, then it comes back to that empathy. Like, don't give yourself empathy for the fact that you're feeling down. Yeah. Call that bitch back. It's been <laughs> two days. She's in crisis. She's in crisis. She needs help. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, like, one of the best, one of, like, a very, like, popular intervention that we use as therapists, and many people that have been in counseling have had a therapist say this, is like, what would you tell a friend that yeah. was saying the things that, you know? And it's like one of those things that's very, like, used a lot. But it is so true. Like, if I if I could really imagine, if I was, like, berating myself for some mistake or something I was feeling, if I really imagined you telling me that, like, sitting across this couch from me and telling me that, I ha- I know what I would say to you. So I have to be able to be willing to listen to that. We, there, I don't understand why we hold ourselves to such higher expectations than people that we love and care about. Like, who are we to, to have to be better than other people? And that, and that sometimes I feel like why, uh, n- nobody else expects in my house, especially my, not my daughter, and definitely not my husband either. Like, nobody expects that the kitchen is always clean. Mm-hmm. But if the kitchen is not clean, I failed. Mm. Yeah. And, and like, like and, 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 you know, and t- tying this to the holidays, if I can't get everyone together mm-hmm. and we all have fun and laugh and have a good time, I've failed. Mm-hmm. If the babies can't all be together and play, I failed. Mm-hmm. And that's just not an option. Right. But it's a reality. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, like, what did you fail at? Like, what's the consequences of that? Are our kids really going like, oh, God, I, t- my mom, she, like, does nothing, like, for me. Like, and I didn't get to see my cousin, so I, she just sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, number one. I think any kid over the age of five knows that, like, this has nothing to do with us making these decisions. This is very much caused by coronavirus. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, my son wants to hurt the governor. (laughs) I hate the governor. (laughs) And 
<laughs> my daughter just keeps asking, when is coronavirus going to go away? I, I want to see my friends. Oh, yeah. I tell him all the time, the governor's just trying to make decisions to help people safe. And he's like, well, I don't like the governor. <laughs> okay. Oh, because is your son out past 10 o'clock? Or is he out <laughs> before 5 a.m.? Is that really the problem here? <laughs> is he worried about his social life on the evenings and the weekends? <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, I think I think it's just... I, oh, the last thing. The three things. Oh, yeah. The three things for a magical holiday season. Well-rested parent. Simple family tradition that reflects your family's values. Just one. You can have more than one, but don't think that you have to have more than one. And third is your precious time and attention. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm not giving any precious time or attention to anything. But see, here's the thing. We don't give them our precious time and attention when we're worried about doing all the things. Yeah. We're worried about having the house clean. When we're worried about having all the gifts beautifully wrapped. When we're worried about making all these cookies. And, like, you know, sometimes when we're trying to do all these things that we think are making it magical, we're actually taking more time away from our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because I go into the other room and I shut the door and I wrap. Yeah. And so I didn't see her all day because she was at school. Mm-hmm. And now I'm stuck in a room wrapping presents mm-hmm. because I bought way more than was yeah. necessary. <laughs> Me and Lacey were talking. Overcompensating we over we here. We are overcompensating. Both of us are overcompensating this year for this pandemic and just spoiling our kids rotten. But, you know, I think that that's just where we're at right now. And that's okay. If this is the year that they remember getting lots of presents, that's Okay. <laughs> I yelled a little bit this year, so I'm trying to make up for it. <laughs> My anxiety was really high, and I was unable to handle much of anything. So here, I have 37 Christmas presents. Oh, my gosh. The other day, I was, like, I was starting to get so anxious because my daughter's been, like, in this destructive phase. So whenever she'll just get, like, real crabby, and then all of a sudden she'll start, like, instigating by, like, purposefully spilling things, purposefully throwing things. Well, when they give you the look and then they just do yes. it. Yes. Oh, my nephew, he yeah. was over over the weekend and he he's getting like he's he's in that phase too and he's like you're like please don't do that and he's like this and I'm like you motherfucker. Oh my god. So like she was doing that and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't handle this." And my son all of a sudden he's like, "Hey mom, I'm getting stressed out right now." <laughs> Like, I'm on it. And he goes to his sister and he, like, tackles her to the floor. I was like, I don't need you to do that. Like, I don't need you to, like, physically assault your sister. <laughs> I've got this taken but care of. But I do appreciate. I do appreciate that you're trying to reduce my stress. <laughs> I tell him all the time, I'm like, but when you make your sister even more upset, it's not helpful. <laughs> like, it makes me more frustrated. Just anyway. distract her next time. Yeah. And, you know, bring her into your game so Mm -hmm. that she's not pouring things on my floor. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, tons of grace and empathy. And we're just reducing this. I mean, the kids don't need a million activities. Yeah. They They don't. don't. They don't need a million activities. They don't need a million presents. It just takes one good one. Right. You know, and it is whatever it is that is important. Right. Like it does, like, yeah. So every family does Santa different, right? Mm-hmm. And 
I read an article that changed my entire view on Santa. Um, but like lots of people, Santa gives them everything. Mm-hmm. And in other houses, Santa gives them just stockings. And in right. another house, Santa gives you know one thing. And, right. And I, I'll be damned if I'm giving that man credit for everything <laughs> that I did. So he brings one thing and the stockings, and that's that's it. Yep. And and we've been telling my daughter all year long that my husband mm-hmm. is Santa because he has a beard. Yeah. And she's like, your beard isn't white. And he's like, well, it only gets white because snow gets in it, is what he told, <laughs> told her. And I'm like, someday she's going to realize that we weren't lying. Mm-hmm. I am motherfucking Mrs. Claus. <laughs> so I do, like, and he is Santa. He makes sure that all the presents are there and he yep. has the funding to do it. And yep. I'm just the one that, you know, gets it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but I... Like, it's not about what or how much we really need to focus. And, and when it comes to making decisions about family gatherings, it's not about how much or what. Yeah. We really just have to respect. Right. Respect each other and respect ourselves. Respect where we're at. Yeah. Like, we, we are not, none of us are operating at all full cylinders here. None of us are like, wow, 2020 was my year. This was the one for me. I, I thrive. This was, yeah. I, I look back on 2020 with such love and affection. I can't imagine anyone yeah. saying that. But if you did, I'd love to hear why. I know. Tell us why. How did you make it work for you? Yeah. What's your secret? <laughs> Tell us all so we can go forward. Well, thank you for listening this year. We just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. It's been such a fun journey this year to start this podcast, and I can't wait to see where we go from here. Yeah. And, uh, We're going to take a couple weeks off because yep. y'all will be too busy to listen to us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back after uh, in 2021, hopefully a new year and a fresh start. Yeah, it'll be brand new. Everything will be no masks, no bras. <laughs> do away with bras when we do away with masks i'm into it yes let's do it if we don't have to mask our faces we don't have to mask our boobs either i'm down <laughs> right <laughs> so we all mom the best way we know how so yippee kaye motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> happy holidays do you have a mom thought that you'd like us to talk about on the show email us at mamalovepodcast at gmail.com or check us out on Instagram and Facebook and give us a shout out at Inner Monologue Podcast. <laughs>